The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Meditation doesn't have to be a solo practice. Meditation is more fun with friends. Looking for a way to drop in and hang out at the same time? Join us online at Omega Institute for a meditation party with self-proclaimed meditation nerds Dan Harris, host of the 10% Happier podcast, Sabene Selassie and Jeff Warren. This three-day retreat will stream live from Omega's Hudson Valley Campus, May 17th to 19th. Don't miss the party. Reserve your spot at eomega.org slash party today. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Hello and welcome to the Radiate Wellness Podcast with your host, metaphysician, Reiki master, and hypnotherapist, Christy Clemens Hoffman. Each week, we will discover teachings, tips, and tools to radiate your best life ever with practitioners, authors, and luminaries to help you on your path. Wellness, joy, peace, abundance. What do you want to radiate? Hello and welcome back to the Radiate Wellness Podcast, where we radiate awakening with Anne-Marie Marchant, who is the author of The Ripple of Awakening. Thank you so much for joining me today. Ah, thank you very much. Yeah, great to be here. Yes, uh, I love the our UK guests because I love the accent, of course. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, you know, so many of our listeners, Anne-Marie, are going through a spiritual awakening of their own. So how do you present that spiritual awakening in the ripple of awakening? Yes, yes. I Basically, the, the ripple of awakening is the, the book I wanted when I was in the dark night of the soul, if you like. In that, it's Absolutely. It's painful. It's very painful. Oh, yes. <laughs> Very dark. <laughs> so, um, yes, I mean, for me, the book is really helping us to understand what an awakening is and who we are. Um, you know, if it's a spiritual awakening, then we're spirit, right? But of course, we, most of us identify very much as a body, as an identity, as all these different constructs that the world has given us. And we believe that's us, as as I did. I didn't know another way. Um, and I certainly, in the very early days, um, before I even knew I was on an awakening, I didn't see myself as spiritual at all. And um, for me, it was a series of events that, that sort of happened that brought me to my knees. And I sort of started to scream out, if you like, for another way, because I was in a lot of um, emotional pain, I would say and um, hadn't dealt with a lot of things um, and then the universe heard me un unbeknown to me because I, I was very black and white I didn't have a faith I didn't have a religion um, and for me it was very much I want you know prove it to me or I, I, I don't believe it basically <laughs> so you know I was quite I a I live in Missouri, which is the show me state. You have to show me, okay. to believe me. Right? right. Well, I'd probably have fitted in very well then. Because <laughs> yeah. I was very much, you know, and I was a hard nut to crack. I was very, you know, at that, in that phase, um, the early stages, I was, you know, my sort of motto at the time was forward planning. You know, I was never in the now. Oh, um, I was always ahead all the time in Thank goodness I've I've uh, learned to see what what that was all about. So really, yes, an awakening is is coming home to who we truly are. But there are many blocks to that, and mm. so within the ripple of awakening, I talk about my own experience, my own journey, um, and I interviewed other people because I I saw 
that there were different stages and phases that were common, although they didn't necessarily look the same, of course, because each person's awakening journey is, is unique. But I saw these different phases and stages and I thought, well, this isn't just a phenomenon. You know, this seems to be a real thing. Um, and so eventually, after many years of doing a lot of inner work and, you know, really finding a relationship to the God of my understanding, because I didn't I didn't have that to start with, um, I, I thought, yeah, there's more to this and and. You know, thankfully, after many years, I got to speak to quite a few people that was happening to. But when you're, you don't know that, it's a very lonely place. It's a very lonely place. And um, and that's why I wrote it, really. But it's like a hand to hold for people who, you know, think, oh, my God, am I crazy? What's going on? <laughs> so, so that was a lot of my own experience, really. Yeah. Now, how did you know what was going on? Well, I guess if I sort of rewind a bit just to explain how that sort of came about. So um, when my children were quite young, uh, so I, I mean, they're grown up now, they're in their late 20s and early 30s. So, But when they were, I don't know, four or five, something like that, um, I had an experience, which I talk about in The Ripple of Awakening, which I call the falling. Yes. And that was the pivotal point. So what happened? I was in my bedroom, just doing my headless chicken, you know, perfect mum, perfect, you know, wife, just doing life on, you know, full ramp. And um, I just had this feeling come over me. And it felt like I was about to fall off a cliff or a precipice into my death, into a void of nothingness it was the most surreal experience I'd never ever experienced anything before or like it it was very frightening uh it scared the hell out of me because it I, as I say I had no reference point what is what's happening and it I was sort of in that fight or flight mode you know where you just go into complete panic and I screamed out something like you know I can't do this anymore you know I've had enough stop and um and then I kind of pulled myself together and I thought, oh, my God, am I going crazy? You know, what what just happened? Because I had no idea. But something heard me, unbeknown to me, because at that moment there was a surrender point. I had surrendered Anne-Marie. I'd surrendered my way because I was in such an overwhelm. Mm. And I had been such a control freak before that. So for me to surrender, it needed something quite big <laughs> to kind of shake me. Um, but thank goodness, thank goodness. And then life after that started to go on a different trajectory, which was not of my making. But it, it took me several years, I don't know, five or six years later to look back and think, oh, my goodness, that moment of what I call the falling when I screamed out for help everything started to come and unfold and take me on a different direction. And I started to join the dots and see that was the change. Um, and I had a lot of, um, I started to meet different people as well, because I started to train in the holistic modalities. That's the direction it started to take me on, which I, I'd known nothing about before. Um, and through a, a series of events and different things that happened I as I say started to train in those modalities and then several years later I started to meet people who were spiritual and even that was like I, I didn't even know what that meant I, I, I was just so clueless and yeah. of course they were talking about different things and energy and light and all this stuff and I was because I was very black and white you know so it was quite a an introduction um but what I saw, Christy, which was so incredible, is the universe started to bring me people to help me on every step of the journey and almost help me. You know, I had so many questions because I was so green, so naive to it all. Um, and then these series of events, as I say, led me to different people over a period of years. I ended up in a um, doing some training to do psychic development and open up to energy and that was way out for me I wasn't looking for that 
at all. Um, but that started to open my mind. And I experienced things, you see. Mm-hmm. And I thought, well, I know what I just experienced and I know what I saw in my mind and what I was starting to feel. So I was being convinced. I was starting to be convinced that there's something else going on here. Um, and I guess then the big tipping point really was I met a lady called Sarah who by this point I was kind of um, I'd done a lot of training and I was sort of trying to fix everybody but I hadn't looked within and this particular lady that I met Sarah I ended up going to a group she was running around meditation and psychic development and angels that kind of thing and um, she you know the love that I felt when I walked in that room was like nothing I'd ever felt before and I thought I don't know what this is but it feels amazing mm-hmm. um and by this point my marriage was beginning to fall apart there was a lot of grief I'd never dealt with over the years that had bottled up um so I came to kind of a pivotal point in my life where I just thought I was, again, going crazy because everything was falling apart. And she was the first person that told me I was having a spiritual awakening. And I just looked at her and I thought, well, I don't know what you're talking about. I might be, but I feel dreadful. That's putting it very politely. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> But, I, I, but I, I, she was the first person I can honestly say in my life, so I was probably about early 40s then, that truly saw my soul mm. and saw saw me ever, probably the first person ever. And it was scary in a way because someone, when someone looks deep in your soul and you don't really know what's happening, it's a bit... But she was very pivotal. And, yeah, and then my life literally fell apart completely. I went through... I was going through an awakening, the menopause, and then the divorce. Mm. So it was that was the dark night of the soul. <laughs> It was very difficult. <laughs> well, it's trial by fire. Yes. <laughs> it really is. But that is that your story is very common. I hear that from many of my clients. I mean, I had kind of the same same thing. I call my awakening a slow roll because it really started when I was a teenager, but then culminated through a dark night of the soul as an adult. And um, but it's it's extremely painful. People do fall away from you. They fall out of your life. Yeah. Because you're no longer the same. Absolutely. Right. Absolutely. So what do you define an awakening as? Well, it's a a great question and it's the perfect question to ask, isn't it? And that's what I asked everybody I interviewed because I interviewed several people for the book because um, I knew my experience, but I wanted to ask them and without doubt everybody said the same thing distilled down it was waking up to who you truly are right which is an infinite child of god call it you know the universe love with a capital l it's your purest essence um that is eternal that is loved always and is pure is innocent and it's part of the oneness, if you like, of, again, you know, there's many names for it. And um, when we truly join with that or open our mind to it and our heart to it and actually join with it instead of resist it, then comes the peace. There comes the joy. There comes guidance from this benevolent, loving source. Mm-hmm. Um and as we open up to that, it's, it's who we already are. It's like it's not even outside of us. <laughs> That's the irony. Uh, you know, when you you don't know what you don't know, it's like, is it out there somewhere? And, of course, it, nev- it never is. <laughs> but, no. that, but that's part of, of the seeker. And I was a seeker for, for many years, I realized, you know, and I think that's a normal thing too. And if we're not careful, the ego will keep us seeking forever. And um, there's a, a great quote I love from A Course in Miracles that says um, that the, the, the ego's mantra is seek and do not find because it doesn't want you to wake up. Right. Yeah. It's comfortable yeah. where it is. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't want you to go to the light. <laughs> True. Right. Because that's uncomfortable. 
and it's unknown. So what was your spiritual background before this? Zero. So you're not brought up to go to a church, how to be taught anything about religion, spirituality, God. Yeah. I mean, I had the basic stuff at school, you know, RE, as, the, as, as I don't know what you have in, in America, but in, in the UK, we have RE, religious education. Okay. Um, and, you know, and it's fascinating, because, again, I write about this in, in The Ripple of Awakening. There was a point I remember literally switching off from, from religion in, in RE, because being a realist and being very black and white, Right. When I was hearing hearing about miracles and turning water into wine and the virgin birth, I was thinking, I don't understand. I, I can't. That doesn't compute. So I just literally switched off. I, I remember the day it happened. Really? And I yeah, I do. I was literally in the class just, you know, almost nodding my head and, you know, reading the words. But it was meaningless. It was completely meaningless to me because it just. It made no sense. And I think also at the time in the UK, um, there was the, in Northern Ireland, there was the war going on. And, you know, I saw supposedly two sides of religion killing each other. And I thought, well, if that's a religion and that's God, no, thank you. I, I don't want that. Right. So that was that was the point. And it was just, and I was happy with for other people to have, religion you know though I was never against it per se um but I just yeah as I say I was just very black and white I was very grounded I was just a kind of person that just got on with life and and that was it so it was a 360 for me I mean when it started as I say that point of the um the falling you know the universe had a lot of work to do to get me to open up it really did and and that's okay, you know, and that was the journey I went on. And for some people, it's very, it's wonderful, you know, I'm sure you've experienced this too, if you speak to a lot of people, but, you know, to hear how it happens for, for different people, their journey and the resistance that comes in, or so quite often there's a tragedy that happens or, you know, something that just brings us to our knees and it just, we're just, we can't go on. And I think that seems quite common. Um whether that's an illness or, you know, a death of somebody. I mean, for me, you know, I had some really tragic bereavements. I mean, and it really, again, brought me to my knees, but had no coping mechanism of how to deal with it. Right. So I just pushed it all down, you know, and eventually something has to give, you know, Mm -hmm. Um, and that's what happened for me. And then that's when I had to start facing this stuff, which I didn't want to. It was very hard. Oh, it's horrible. Nothing that you believed before makes sense anymore. The ways of thinking about things, the what we were passionate about or disinterested in completely flip-flops. Yeah. yeah. What are some other commonalities that you found in your research? Well, I think there's, you know, part of what I've seen is, you know, resistance comes in, which I, you know, I, in the book, I do call it ego that, you know, and the, um, it's, you know, I sit standing for edging God out, the ego, the acronym for, for oh, ego. Oh my goodness. Right. Yeah. And so, you know, I, I work with, you know, quite a, a lot of people who are awakening or got different stages, you know, when you first start, you know, and as I say, I remember that place very well. It's it's frightening, as you say, because your whole identity is starting to Turned be dismantled. To right. And that's frightening, right? Because it's like, what else is there then? This is what I was told, the world told me to do, you know. This is what you know, I've always pe- believed. Everybody I know thinks this way. Exactly, exactly. So I think that resistance is very normal and it's very frightening. And, and I see it in certain people where, they kind of get so far and then it's like the stuff starts to come up because it has to come to the light to be healed. And of course that is painful. And that takes a lot of courage to sit with the stuff that starts to come up. And I think if you don't have the right support for that, 
quite, you know, I can understand why people would just say, forget it. I'm not going there. And they just shut down again. So I think, you know, sort of, you know, I'm very grateful because the universe really did deliver people to me that helped me every stage when I was ready for, you know, the next person kind of came in to meet me for the next bit that helped me to look at things. Um, so really ask, you know, the Bible does say asking it is given. Right. And I obviously had asked, but didn't know I was asking. It was completely in innocence, really. And then I started to say, oh, okay. So when I sort of, you know, had this different experiences, look what happened. This person came in. So that's very common. Right. But if we, as I say, if we're in resistance, it's going to be a longer, tougher journey. Um, because the ego, as I say, does not want us to look at our stuff. Right. And so I would really always say to people, you know, get the right help because we have to bring the darkness to the light and we have to go within. Right. I, I don't know. There is no bypass, unfortunately. No, there's um, no. no. Go through it. Yes, exactly. So yes. we've examined what, like, what that means, a spiritual awakening. Why do you feel we have a spiritual awakening? Well, you know, we're actually just coming back to who we are, that, that we fell asleep, you know, so it's called an awakening. We are waking up, but we came into this supposed world and I really feel that we, we have many lifetimes and in those different lifetimes, we come to experience different things. Yes. And so, for example, I believe now I wouldn't have understood that at all until the last few years but i chose my spirit my soul chose to come down to be this person in this body in this age and with this the family the set family dynamics etc etc and then in this lifetime i came as a very shy child mm. um and you know i was very much a pacifist you know as, as i say if i saw any fighting or horrible things in the world it was I'm very quick. painful Right. So, and it's funny, I was talking to a friend the other day and I was saying, you know, I'm sure probably in another lifetime, I was probably someone really horrible, you know, really, because I, I really can't bear any violence or that kind of thing. Very sensitive to that. Um, and then, so I think as each lifetime, as we learn to forgive, you know, I think forgiveness is a massive part of these different aspects of ourselves, which we're actually forgiving. Right. Um, and because we actually, you know, leaving God, again, use what word works for you, but leaving our source is excruciatingly painful. Yeah. And so if we just function in this world as this body, believing this body can die and all the fear associated in the world, then we're not living as our true self because when we're in love with a capital L, there is no fear. There can't be because love is pure. Love is everything. Right. And so the awakening is helping us to be in love, to be love, to radiate love, to extend love because that's who we are. And that's with a capital L. So this isn't romantic love. This isn't, you know, lost love, found love. You know, that that's not real love. <laughs> it's just, right. that's the ego's love. Right. Um, so we're waking up to the truth of who we are. Mm -hmm. And, you know, there's many mystics out there, way showers and awakened ones, you know, that they just radiate love and peace. And what a way to live, just to be in the presence of the now. And so that's what we're waking up to, that it's actually right here, right now, and it's within every single soul on this planet, without exception. Did you know that Radiate Wellness is more than just a podcast? That's right. We're also a comprehensive, holistic wellness practice. Find out about our services, practitioners, and upcoming events at radiatewellnesscommunity.com. While you're there, visit our podcast page to read more about our great guests and even donate to the podcast.
If you like our podcast, you can help in other ways as well, like subscribe or follow us wherever you're listening right now. Tell a friend, a family member, or a co-worker about the great content you find here. And if you wouldn't mind, please give us a thumbs up, a five-star rating, or a positive review. Sounds like a small thing, but it really helps. You might like to know about our Facebook communities while we're at it. We have a free community, the Radiate Wellness Community, on Facebook for news and great free content. Our subscribers group is Radiate U, as in the letter U, but also, well, you. There you'll find curated replays of past classes, guest interviews, and more. And now, back to our podcast and back to our guest. Mm. Mm. You know, and of course, that's hard to the ego because, you know, what about Putin and what about Hitler and what about the rapist? Yeah, it's the same in them. The, it, and that's a massive forgiveness to, to, to look at, you know, to, to see, okay, I can see it in all my lovely spiritual friends. But the real sign, I think, of someone who's truly awake is just to embrace everyone the same, as in forgiving, you know, because that's what Jesus did. Right. That's what the, the Buddha did. That's mm -hmm. what God does. So to, to truly wake up, and there's a lot of work to get to that point, and I'm not there 100%. I'm still work in progress, for sure. I still have my triggers and fears, you know, but I know how to work with them now. Right. Yeah, yeah and I believe that's why we're called human beings, the gerund rather than the human are, <laughs> such as we haven't arrived yet. We're still working on it. So are there any who among us who do not awaken and why not? Well, again, I think in, in each lifetime, you know, that see to be fully, see, there's an awakening mm -hmm. and then there's being awakened. Right. <laughs> right. So to be truly awakened, we are, as I say, we're literally in that peace and that joy and that love, and we're not in any judgment of anybody. Now, that's rare. That's, that's rare. That's, it's rare. I mean, there are people out there, for sure. But are there so, any who do not go through the spiritual awakening? And why not? What, who are already awakened, you mean? No, I mean, who just never do. They will eventually. I mean, it may take many lifetimes. And right. I, yeah, and I really, I really feel that there is a quickening. I think more people so are awakening and they're choosing another way mm -hmm. um they're, they're they're asking the bigger questions um mm -hmm. and and of course you know that's kind of why the title of the book is the ripple of awakening because it's like the amazing people i've met who've supported me you know that ripple touched me yeah and and it's as I'm sure you've experienced, you know, when we meet these people that, that these earth angels really that come in, um, that that then touches somebody else, you know. So it's like handing on the baton. And so I think we can never underestimate when we do our own work and we say yes to to this pathway, it's like, you know, then that ripple will go out. So if you can imagine as that continues. That's why there's a quickening, because I think more people are really opening up to it. So eventually, yes, everyone will wake up, I believe that, but not not in this lifetime. You know, there's going to be several lifetimes. Right, right. Yeah. And um, what, what tools might someone have available to them as they're awakening? Yeah, I mean, again, I, I write about that. I mean, there's several things that I think are important. I think one of the first things, again, I know for myself and for many people is actually self-care and self-love yeah. because we can be really hard on ourselves. Have you noticed that? <laughs> we can be really tough on ourselves. Absolutely. And it's and it's like, and all those uh, that chat in the mind, you know, that goes on, you know, you're not good enough and you don't deserve this. And who do you think you are? And, 
which puts us down. So I think I really, depending on where people are, it's like, let's start from that basis of actually starting to, to love ourselves. Yeah. And that's not an egoic love. That's just a genuine love and kindness to ourselves. And so starting to, to, to you know, to be able to put ourselves first and not feel guilty for that. Right. Um, you know, there's a great an analogy someone told me once. It's like, you know, if you've got a cup, you know, you, you've got to fill your own cup up first, because if it's empty, what have you got to give? Yeah. Nothing. nothing. Right. And I think many of us are taught to run on empty and, and that it's a worthy thing, you know, look at me. But actually, we've we've got to love ourselves enough first to to care for ourselves. So I think that's key to start mm -hmm. with. And with that includes looking at the mind chatter, you know, those negative beliefs and the, the put downs that the ego just loves. Um, so we have to bring those to the to, to the conscious, to the light, to start to release those. Right. Um, for me, um, meditation is key. Mm -hmm. um, prayer, you know, I think that's really important. And it doesn't have to be associated with a religion because I know some people resist it because of that. Right. Um, but for me, it's like the, the bridge. Yeah. It's the communication between me and, and source. And like any relationship, we have to build that relationship. We have to have honest communication and authenticity. Mm -hmm. um, and so that being able to express all things to source, to God, um, because that's how they, they they get healed, if you like, and and source will help us with that. But we have to we have to do our bit, and that's really important to start to develop, as I say, that that relationship. Um, and I think for many people, you know, there's there's many pathways, you know, to the one truth. And I know for me, you know, I, yoga was very important for for, for a long time. And then sort of um, I, I went through a phase where I, I dealt with quite a lot of my baggage, you know, because that's obviously very paramount. We have to deal with our baggage. Right. Um, and then what happens is that starts to heal and all that stuff starts to come out. Right. Um, we're naturally more open to receiving source energy. And what I found then is I was more, I was literally lighter because I got rid of a lot of the heavy stuff I was carrying. Mm -hmm. I started to get creative and I started to receive poetry. And then I started to go to um, a thing called the naked voice. So I started to express through my voice and then dance came in and then all these things. And it was like, I was like a kid, you know, it's like, oh my God. Because I'd cleared all the, as I say, a lot of, not all of it, but a lot of the heaviness. So I was lighter, literally lighter. And right. so the light could come in as well, you see. And that's our natural creativity, our na natural self-expression. And of course, it's used in different ways for all of us. But I believe we have that. And, you know, that childlike innocence that we forget. How many of us get very serious as we're, you know, in adulthood, you know, got to be this, got to be responsible. And I was so like that. I can't tell you. I mean, wow. Um, but wow. that I started to loosen up in all ways. You know, my mind was looser and my body then started to free up because I was very rigid because I'd been in a lot of fear. Right. Um, so it's it's just beautiful. And when we say yes to ourselves and yes to the universe it would it will meet us and this is what i find so incredible you know these amazing things would start to come into my life and it's like wow um so i can't even remember what your question was because i do tend to go, <laughs> I, go off direction <laughs> yeah I, I oh the tools i remember the tools, tools. available yeah yeah no which i think we've we've covered them and to me the gold standard is meditation i mean that's the that's the the one thing that is a constant with everything. It what is. do you feel was most helpful to you during that period of awakening? I would say for me, the main thing was having, you know, my mentor, Sarah, who, you know, when a lot of the darkness was coming, 
to have someone that I felt safe with. Sure. So that I could bring all of the crap out, basically, because there's a, you know, for many of us, there is a lot there. There is. Mm-hmm. And I was quite a private person back then. And so I wasn't great in all the big groups and all of that stuff. That just didn't work for me then. Right. So I think to have someone that you trust is really important. Um, that's honest. Yeah. And doesn't paint a pretty picture because it's not pretty you know, to be radically honest with you. And I needed that. And she was radically honest with me mm-hmm. as well as incredibly loving. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think getting someone, you know, she'd been through it as well. And I trusted her for that. Um, and someone that isn't trying to be a guru. Right. Because I think we need someone that will support us, hold our hands, but is ready to set us free, you know, We've got the wings to fly free. And, you know, like a bird when it's ready to leave the nest, sometimes you've got to give it a little push, haven't you? It's all right. You can do it. And I think we need someone that's that's there to say, yes, you can do it. I'm here for you, but fly. Fly free so that we're not still caged in, you know? Like, right. I think that's really key to getting someone who's authentic and has walked the walk. And for me, that I can't work with anyone unless I feel that that there has to be someone that I see is walking the walk and is just like me you know they're not claiming to be some guru that just doesn't work for me right it just doesn't so I think having someone to walk with you is is very important um that I would say was the biggest thing and then all the other stuff started to come in but you know I think Learning to, to connect with feelings is really key as well because I had suppressed, well, I, d- I didn't even know how to feel. I, th- I was numb, really, to be honest. I was numb. And again, to, to not rush it, it is not a quick fix. It is If someone says to you, oh, I can help you and you'll be healed in six months, I'd be a little bit, I'm not sure about that. <laughs> it just doesn't work, tend to work like that. Um, you know, so a lot of patience. A lot of patience. Yeah, a lot well, of patience. And this this was my follow-up question is how can we support someone who's going through this? Love them, mm-hmm. you know. I mean, see the truth of who they are. Yes, they've got stuff they're going to present with, you know, like when my mentor met me, mm-hmm. I had masses to deal with. But as I say, she saw who I was. And she held that vision, even though I didn't even know what that vision was. She held it 100%. And when you work with people or meet people who see who you are and know who you are, oh, my goodness, that that's it's so powerful. It's so, so powerful. And, yes, we're going to, you know, we're going to fall apart. Yes, we're going to look a mess. But if someone keeps that vision of the truth it's so so powerful and you know now when I work with people it's like they come and they present however they do and that's absolutely perfect but I know who they are yeah because someone did that for me you see Mm -hmm. and now I can pass that on and I think this is the gift that when we've been through those as I'm sure you know yourself when you've been through it you can hold that light for them knowing there's a way through and there's no exception. Everyone can do this if they truly desire it. And just, yeah, really holding that vision. I think it's, it's so important because we're going to have days or months where we just think I can't do this, you know? Um, And that's normal. It is normal. It is normal, right? Because it's not, it is the ripples. It's the up and the down, the, and oh, yes. as we awaken it we find out that it touches more and more of our lives it might start here but then it expands as we as we go that's it yeah it does. it does how do you feel your life is different now after this awakening <laughs> oh boy um oh my goodness 
I'm, I'm a nicer person to be around. <laughs> I definitely, I'm calmer. Mm -hmm. um, I'm here. I'm present. You know, I'm really present. Um, I'm, I'm still learning to be radically honest, but I really feel I can speak my truth now and not be scared, you know, what people will think because I was very much a people pleaser. Um, so I'm not a people pleaser anymore. <laughs> so that's massive. That was a massive journey. Um, and I said, I just think I, I'm genuinely lighter and more fun. You know, I don't take things so seriously. I was so serious. I was, if you'd oh. met me years ago, oh my goodness. I, you know, I had an A star in, in being serious. <laughs> what does that mean? What's an A star? Is that a British thing? Well, I was, yeah, well, that's like a top grade, you know. Oh, you A get your plus, top, yes. A plus. You got your, I was like, yeah, I've got this one down, you know, being very serious. <laughs> and so even when I went into my awakening, I was a very serious student. So I have to do you know? this now and I have to do this and then I have to do <laughs> Yeah, I've got to get it, get it right. You know, I was the perfectionist as well. Mm. And now, oh, my God, that's so gone. What a, honestly, what a relief not to have to worry about that anymore. Oh, I can't tell you. It's it's just life's so much easier. It, it it really is. And I think it's just, I'm, you know, I live a very simple life. It's it's. I think the greatest gift, I guess, is just being present, as present as I can be and sometimes clueless, to be honest, like I don't have it all figured out. And that's OK. And, what a relief. Right. It's okay. <laughs> pressure off. Oh, my goodness. Right. It really does. Job. It, oh, yeah. So and just calmer. Yeah, definitely a calmer okay. person. Yeah. Now, I know a lot of people going through awakenings who feel like they have to, like, get the stuff. Maybe that's an American thing. I have to, okay, I'm going through this awakening. I need crystals. I need all of the crystals. I need incense. I need a, a, a cushion to sit on. I need statues of Kuan Yin and Ganesh and all of these things. Uh, what would you say to that? I'd say that is one of the stages. <laughs> and I and I went through it as well, my love. I can assure you I had all of that. <laughs> and it's normal. And And I think, okay, you know, that's part of the ego seek mm -hmm. and do not find, right? So if I get the crystals, if I get the gong, if I get the the incense, you know, whatever. And that's not to belittle people. That's certainly not to no, judge. Because, yeah, because we, it's. I think it's so normal. I, I've seen it again and again. And as I say, I went through that too. Right. But, it's like a kid in the candy store. Well, it kind of is, but it's also trying to grasp something outside of us right right that's true mm -hmm. and and that's i think again i write about that in the book there comes a point where for me that stuff just fell away right and and i i literally don't have any of that kind of stuff anymore i just don't because I, I don't need it and that's not to sound <laughs> arrogant because i'm not but it's just like it's like a child isn't it you know when they have certain toys at a certain age they love them and then all of a sudden they just drop them they're done with it and it's like right what's next because they've just outgrown it and I suppose it's a bit like that we are we outgrow those things if we and if we truly want to find the peace of God you know to align to to source for me it's just like everything comes from source and from within me and those things outside they're nice to have, don't get me wrong. It's right. nice to have a nice scarf and it's nice to have a painting on the wall, but I'm not attached. You know, if that painting was to go, if someone took this, I'm not attached anymore to to things. Mm -hmm. Do you see what I mean? So there so, becomes a relinquishment of material stuff, but it doesn't mean we deprive ourselves. It just means if it comes, it comes. If it goes, it goes. You see what I mean? There's no, I need it. Because yeah. when you're in the vertical and you have the alignment to source, you have everything. 
You know, I feel like that in a way it's part of the death of the ego or the shedding of the ego because the ego says, oh, well, you have a headache, you need this. If you have this in your life, you need that. And so I feel like this is a stage of awakening that is necessary because we're, yes. we're still attached to that feeling that I'm going through something, I need something, right? Where mm-hmm. we it's just a, a natural stage, right? It is, Christy. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And I think that's why it's to be honored, actually, you know, and not... And I think that's why it's important to help people to realize, you know, it's it's not going to ever give you what you truly desire. It can't. Mm-hmm. Exactly. It just can't. Yeah. yeah. Right. And because pe- pe- you can't buy peace. No one can give it to you. And you can't buy love. You know, no one can give you love. You have to be it, the demonstration of it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I watched... Um, film Gandhi for the first time recently I don't know if you've seen it and Ben Kingsley yes oh my goodness what a demonstration of like I mean you know those kind of people who just you know in their defenselessness you know they're just you know the simplicity again they're not there to get anything or to be anything it's 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 kind of who you are You, you you just radiate that I think but that again, that's you know we just have to trust those different stages that we go through. And and what's key, and I really want to add this, is that if you're in that stage, please don't feel guilty for mm-hmm. that, because the ego will use that to say, well, look, wait, look at you, you shouldn't be doing that then. So I'd always be really mindful wherever you are, not to give yourself a hard time, because right. the ego loves to do that. It wants you to feel guilty. It wants you to think, well, you're not good enough. You're not doing it right then. So please don't use it as a stick to, you know, hit yourself over the head with. Just say, trust, this is where I am right now. And you can't be anywhere else, can you? Right. (laughs) You are where you are. (laughs) I have not yet mastered by location. So, but yeah, be where you are. No, I think that's beautiful. Right. Now, um, I noticed that the website that that we're using for the book is your publisher's website. Do you have another website of, of your own? Yes, I do. So it's my name. So it's uh, all the W's and then annemariemarchant.co.uk. Um, so Anne-Marie has no E on it, but it, there's a hyphen. So it's annemariemarchant.co.uk. Okay. .co.uk. Okay. And your book is, of course, through the wonderful John Hunt Publishing, which is, um, boy, they do some great books. They really, really do. Mm. And if I can give a shout out to your publicist, Gavin, he is amazing. Absolutely. Thank mm-hmm. you to him. I mean, the book is now on Amazon um, and in right. bookshops. So um, I'll show you the picture of it if people want to. <laughs> yes. Oh, the rip- it is so gorgeous. Who did there your- it is. Well, it's wonderful, you know, the way it all works, you know, talk about asking it is given. It was a a big healing journey, just, you know, getting the book into the world. But um, yeah, the the publishers have a a website that you can go on with just thousands of images. And and that's the one, obviously, I went through quite a few, but that's the one that kind of stood out in the end. And I just chose that one. So and then they brought the rest together. So right. Yeah, I love the gorgeous colors, beautiful colors and really represents that because when we have this awakening everything just has new color to it in a way doesn't it right and with the work that I do with hypnotherapy and as a medium um the other dimensions have these amazing colors that we don't even have here so color is very very important to me so Mm. Anne-Marie is there anything we have not talked about that you think is important Oh, it's a big topic, isn't it? But um, I think, you know, have faith. I'd say to people, you know, trust. It, trust is so important that, you know, there's times when we're really in those dark places and we really think it's okay for everyone else. They can do it, but not me. You know, I've been working with a client recently who just said the same. It's, I think everyone else is going to do it, but not me. And, and I want to say that that is normal. It's one of the stages where we really hit the deck 
and to trust that you deserve to wake up you know you are the love it's in you and you know to trust that the things will come and I think patience is as I've mentioned it before but it's a biggie because ego loves to put us on the timeline say well you're not awake yet or you haven't done that yet you know and also to be really mindful of um I'll be happy when right future future you know or the regret past past you know really watch yeah watch the timeline thing because when you're on a timeline you're not here and the only place you can truly connect to your source is right now so just to help people to trust that process and that it's not a quick fix and they're not getting it wrong you know it's so important to reassure people that it's going to look a mess sometimes because it certainly did for me I can assure you (laughs) it really did so to have faith that it will look a mess sometimes, but once you're through it, my goodness, it's worth it. Oh my goodness, it is. Well, I think of it like uh, Tiger Woods uh, learning a different way to hold his club or a different type of swing. At first, it's going to be a mess, but then when he masters it, it all comes together. Yes, right. indeed. Yeah, and that took a lot of patience, yeah, and practice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for sitting to talk with me today, Anne-Marie. I really appreciate it. I think this is an important topic, very important. And you do work one-on-one with clients who are going through a spiritual awakening. We can find out that information on your website, anne-mariemarchant.co.uk. That's right. Yeah. I've got a YouTube page as well. So there's a few recordings on there of different talks and things like that to help people yeah as well but um yeah thank you so much I mean it's such a gift what a job to be able to you know for you to meet so many people it must be amazing I love my job it is the best that's beautiful thank you so much and I'm sure we will be in touch and I'd love to have you back sometime oh that's really kind thanks so much I really appreciate it Radiate Wellness is an international community of holistic and alternative healers dedicated to helping you create spiritual, energetic, and physical well-being. To learn more about our practitioners, services, classes, and events, or to schedule an appointment, visit us at radiatewellnesscommunity.com. Since 1977, Omega Institute in New York's beautiful Hudson Valley has hosted some of the best spiritual teachers and social visionaries, sharing their messages of hope, healing, and transformation. On the Dropping In podcast, hosted by Emmy Award-winning producer Callie Alpert, you will enjoy in-depth interviews and conversations with people like Pema Chodron, Jack Kornfield, John Kabat-Zinn, and many others on the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Also, check out the video series on Spotify.